Welcome to episode 84 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. And it's been a minute since I've sat here with my boys to talk some wrestling because we had the week off last week. Uh, We've mentioned in um, weeks prior that I have a little one on the way, and I have a brand new son that was born on Tuesday. So we record on Monday nights, and I was like, boys, I think this is going down, so we're going to have to skip it. But I'm happy to announce that... I have a brand new sum, Gino Michael Thomas Ralph Bates. So we gained one more listener, kind of. But anyway, <laughs> so we also have a really great uh, dynamite to run down. It was pretty great from start to finish. We're going to cover the FTR match and the Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara match. But also, it's that time of the year again where WWE likes to its- inform their shareholders about their fiscal year and they send out a report. So we're going to go to our WWE shareholder insider, insider. run down some of the talking points that uh, the WWE wanted to uh, disclose to their shareholders. Last year we covered it and we, we learned a lot of really cool stuff and we haven't really chatted about it yet on our group text or anything. So you're going to learn all about it right along us. So I'm really looking forward to that. So before we dig into all the fun stuff, let's introduce the boys real quick. Over in Glendale, somebody who keeps it regal, my guy, Steve Grobschmidt. What up, Grabby? Excuse me! Oh, oh man. You gotta, get, you gotta give us a heads up next time, Steve. Well, I tried to keep the volume somewhat down. That was a pretty good on-pitch on uh, Vicky Guerrero. So It's hard to do without like breaking eardrums, so I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is late at night, so... I'm sure your wife and dog appreciate it as well. Yeah, and the neighbors. (laughs) Let's cruise down to Bayview, talk to my guy who's on mute, but now he is unmuted. He keeps it freshly squeezed, Mr. Matt Michelson. What up, Matt? I'm a nass boy. Shout out to my guy Colton Gunn. What's going on? Thanks for listening. Friend of the channel. Big time. (laughs) <laughs> what up, Coltster? Good little intro. Nice to see you there, Matt. And let's stay down in Bayview. He's here with us tonight. Oh, my God! It's Charlie Michael. What was your son's name again, Mike? Gino. It doesn't matter what your son's <laughs> name is! <laughs> Dude, happy, you ha- happy, su- happy 50th birthday to the great one, The Rock. 50. <laughs> wow. Yep. Man. Oh, uh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You got gotcha. me good there, bro. <laughs> Dude, you got me real good there. 50 years yeah. old, and the guy oh, could still snap most 20-year-olds in half. Unreal. Yep. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It doesn't... <laughs> well played. Well played. Well, yeah, <laughs> very like, well played. I literally and... thought of it like the last minute. Hey, you're a natural, just like The yep. Rock. That's why we have yep. you on the show, my friend. Yep, that's why we're That's why we're alike. That's why we're alike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're a little better looking. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. But... <laughs> well, so we got a lot to catch up on. I think we should stick with AEW uh, going forward tonight to kick things off. 
It started off with a great match between FTR for the O. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a match with FTR. It was a match including the members of FTR going against one another, Dax Hardwood and and Cash Wheeler. And uh, we knew this was going to be a good match because they are, you know, wrestlers that really appreciate the craft and being the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, we knew it was going to be something special. And when it let off the, the night of AEW Dynamite, I was very excited. So they come out at the same time. They shake hands. And uh, they showed a lot of emotion in this, too, because I didn't know this until we chatted about the next day, boys. Uh, that they were basically paying tribute to the match at WrestleMania 10 between Owen Hart and Bret Hart. They kind of mimicked the match move for move in the beginning. There's a lot of great sequence wrestling uh, with you know technical holds, reversals, and it, it was it was beautiful. These guys executed it great. Um, but furthermore, I think it was Dax Hardwood that ended up winning the match. Was it not? Correct. Yes. So he will be advancing. Or qualifying in the Owen Hart tournament, so congratulations. But uh, yeah, what did you guys think of this match? I thought, uh, I mean, you, you covered a lot of the high points. It was great. I mean, first of all, it shows you where FTRs come. That um, you know, they always put a lot of thought into who starts off a dynamite. You have this tag team wrestling each other as the first match, and the crowd couldn't have been hotter. Um, I I liked the touch of them coming out together. I thought that was cool. Um, and then CM Punk was really good on commentary. He's just he's just a natural too because he just talks intelligently. You know, he's not like you know, like I think Jericho's been doing a decent job again. And I, I I love um Az and those guys, but obviously they're kind of playing a character with some good insights. But Punk just kind of comes out there as just some dude that knows wrestling in and out. And I think that lent to the match. It was just good. Yeah, it was just technologically so they're technically so sound and um mm -hmm. you didn't really have any idea who was gonna win because it's not like one member of that team is like more over or more talented than the other so that kind of made it really fun you didn't know how it was gonna end yeah it was really a fun match and i remember when i first got wwe network seeing brett versus owen from wrestlemania 10 um and oh, being shocked so that i had never seen it before just such a great match even to this day um, not a whole lot to add to what Steve said. I, I think this match in particular, um, the one thing I will add is I think it was placed really well on the card as being the opening match. Just the crowd was super hot, ready for it. They didn't go too crazy with obviously, you know, high spots or anything like that. Just good sound technical wrestling. So great way to kick off the show. Great match. Good to see Dax Harwood win one. Apparently Cash Wheeler has not lost a singles match. Um, since I mean, these guys rarely wrestle singles matches, but it was really cool to see Dax Harwood get a win in a singles match, especially against his own partner. And even after the match, when the two of them, you know, kind of hugged it out and right away, you know, the sportsmanship was there. No signs of them splitting up, unlike what we'd probably get if they were in WWE. But yeah, looking forward to seeing how this tournament continues to unfold. I So I actually got to see this match in the hospital. Um <laughs> It was great God. to see a, a Gino's first dynamite actually whispered, it's Wednesday night, and you know what that means, because he was asleep. But uh, it was a cool moment. So I didn't get to hear the commentary of CM Punk, so I'll have to go back and check that out. But yeah, I was very impressed with it. Charlie, did you have any notes on this one? 
Yeah, that was a really good match. They they tore it up. Um, yeah, they did a good job. It was old school, good wrestling. It mm-hmm. was, yeah, it was excellent. It kind of shows that if you got characters that are over, that an old school match can be just as hot with a crowd too. That's, I mean, obviously the AEW audience is, likes the, uh, you know, more maybe flips and uh you know like the more uh action-packed matches but this one wasn't that i mean it was like ground and pound and it was still as good as i mean the crowd loved it yeah it was just you know classic wwe bret hart owen hart old yeah. school midnight express guys that could wrestle you know it's, that's why i prefer AEW over in oh my wwe it's uh it's 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 a wrestling product. It, I, I enjoy the flippy, hoppy stuff because of what it brings. And I really love uh, chain wrestling match for um, matching move for move, counter, counter, stop, you know, and then go back at it. You know, it's, 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 it's yeah. great. You know, it's a, it's that AEW New Japan classic style of wrestling. And they've got a good mix now because it's Agreed. like now that they've brought in like the FTRs, the CM Punks, the Christians, like you get these matches and they're just, yeah, they're so good. I was Charlie, were you the one that said um, or sent it to us that you found that it was the Owen Hart, Bret Hart match from WrestleMania 10? Well, they had a lot of moves. Or I can't remember I, who. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah. They, had a lot of, they had a lot of moves I saw. They Someone spliced to the videos together and they... You know, they showed spots where they, they, you know, they right. paid homage and did those spots to them. Yeah, and to go off what Steve said, when you have, like, these high-caliber wrestlers that can, you know, do that sort of style, old-school style. And I, I remember we were texting in the group thread, like, I, I honestly would kind of like to see more of this, You where you can even inform the fans of, like, hey, we're going to have Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy do... You know, some classic match, like one of the greatest matches of all time. I don't know. Like, like do it. It's almost like kind of covering like a song. It might be kind of cool where they, but they only like they put their own spin on it. And I don't know. I just think it'd be kind of fun just to kind of break it up because I'm sure they already do that. We just don't really know it. They probably like, okay, let's take some of the bet, like find yeah. a great match, take Punks. some spots out of it and um, do it. But honestly, I don't know. I would be kind of like really intrigued maybe they could do it as a special where maybe the whole pay-per-view or not a pay-per-view but like i don't know a rampage just be like hey we're gonna have these wrestlers do this classic match in homage to them or something i would watch it because i don't know it just kind of sounds interesting to your point mike i i think over the last couple of years wrestling fans have had all this access to just unlimited amounts of content with WWE network and the internet and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm, I agree with you. I'm pretty sure this isn't the first time we've seen pro wrestling. Punk's been doing it since he's been been doing it. Yeah. He's done it a lot. Yeah. I I just, I think this particular match with FTR got a lot more attention just because of the storyline they've been running. And also, you know, now that everybody's smartened up to the industry and realizes that this is something wrestlers like to do, this particular match has just Mm -hmm. gotten a lot more attention than previous. And now, and now, you know, when Punk did it the first couple of times, people noticed it here and there. But now when you know it's the Owen and these guys are in there, the, the tournament, like, yeah, people probably are really looking for it now. Mm-hmm. And it made a lot of sense because they were doing a lot of those double sharpshooters and oh, stuff yeah. in their matches leading up to it. And you could see there's like a lot of emotion 
um, at the end there. Like it was just, it, it was really cool to see those tag partners got like two dudes that spend a lot of time with one another and train and been through it all together and put on a show like that. It was a cool moment. So I'll remember that one for a long time. So um, I heard stuff, so, I heard something that like there, it, don't don't count out entirely that uh, Bret Hart can't show up for the finals and all that, that uh, mm-hmm. his his deal might just it sounds like it might just be a merchandise deal. So he, he maybe can. So I don't know. I guess nothing's what, what for I, sure what, until it happens. What I what I heard on a podcast yesterday that I don't I wouldn't bank on Brett showing up. Um you know, I think there was some kind of problem with um, uh, Owen's wife and Brett. Uh, oh, yeah. From, so he probably won't show up. So that is this, true. This will just be an Owen Martha thing. And I, I don't forgot think, about that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't forgot about it too until this. I listened to this guy JD from New York. Shout out to him. One of the best realist shows on YouTube, and um, and he and he reminded that. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on that. I'd be surprised. You never, you never know. But he might show up someday. But I don't know if he'd show up at that at that show. That's fair. Yeah, and I, if I remember right, I think some of the. I mean, there's probably multiple issues, but I think in part, Brett was on the side of saying she shouldn't be so like like he was saying that they should put Owen in the Hall of Fame and stuff, and that your her stance is punishing the fans and things like that. But she's been just dead set against WWE doing any accolades for him, so. But like Charlie said, you never know. Precisely. And speaking of you never know, we didn't really know how the outcome would be to Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara in the main event on AEW Dynamite. It was a ladder match. Um, I think Sammy is one of the best ladder match wrestlers in the company. He usually puts on a good one and does some really, really crazy stuff. Um but what they have going on with Ty Conti and Sammy, I did not want to see them win, of course. But I did want to see Sammy get hurt. And he kind of did get pretty hurt. He did a crazy spot and uh, basically busted his head on the mat pretty bad uh, right before it cuts a commercial. You can see it on WrestleBotch. Shout out to WrestleBotch, a past guest on the show. And, um, yeah, but this was this was surprising. I... We found out that Scorpio Sky is the new TNT champion. He's got it back on his waist. Uh, second time holding it now, right? So um, the match itself uh, had Dan Lambert come out, Ty Conti come out, but then Paige Van Sant came out and they mixed it up a little bit. There was a lot of drama of it. I read the comments um, about this match and a lot of people didn't like it, but I I was roped in. I liked it. There was some barbed wire involved. There's some good spots. And then there was some pretty good building drama throughout the match. And the outcome, I was very pleased. We were on the text thread, uh, the boys and us, and we were like, holy shit. I mean, we were rooting for Scorpio hard on this, and he comes out victorious. Yeah, that, I was excited. Yeah, Oh, big time. I was with Scott watching it. You have been catching up with him down there. We were fucking, we were amped. We were like, yes, when he got it, dude. It was like, Same here. I haven't felt like that since I saw the Briscoes um, lose. They didn't win the title. They were wrestling in the Young Bucks in uh, Chicago. And I was just like, I've never wanted someone to win so bad in a preconceived match in years. I was just like, yes, yeah. fucker, yes. You're like, I cigars, mean, cigars yeah. for everybody. Yeah, we were hyped. Light them up. up. Yeah, I was awesome. the same way. 
I uh, I jumped out of my off the couch. Yeah, and it was like I can't even I can't even impartially to your first question, your first comment, Mike. Like, say whether the match was three, four stars, whatever, because the end result was so exciting to me that I'm like, that was a hit. That was a great way yeah. to end the show. Yeah, totally. I we've talked about it on past episodes. This thing with Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara. I mean, we were talking about this before it even picked up attention on podcasts and in you know pro wrestling media. And, you know, it's one of those things where I really hope I'm just getting worked so well that we're getting worked into a shoot here because (laughs) I was just like, like, you Mike. the moment that Sammy did that, like 630 spin off the top of the ladder, plus a few degrees and landed kind of awkwardly. uh, Missed. Yeah. Part of me was kind of excited. I mean, obviously you don't want to see anyone get hurt doing this, but at the same time, it's like, ah, maybe this will wake him up a little bit and, you know, get him to reevaluate how yeah. he's been acting as of late. But yeah, seeing Scorpio win this match. Oh my gosh. Um, I think going into this, we all swore Sammy was going to win. And that's one of the cool things about AEW is it's fairly predictable. I think, especially if you're a pretty big fan of wrestling, but the moment that they throw an unexpected ending out there. It just carries so much more weight. And I think that's exactly what this match needed. And that's what we got. So great ending. Yeah. Um, obviously we are big fans of Scorpio sky here on keep the kayfabe for reasons we've talked about in the past. So was really excited to see him win. Um, and I'm liking the baby face turn that they're starting to pull with him while still kind of keeping yeah. him around with Dan Lambert. And Ethan. I like, yeah, I like your, your thing too. You call skull. I can see it coming. They're going to turn on score. Because did you notice when um um what's his name Frankie came in the ring they shook hands yep yeah they were yeah they, they were, were like, like what the, the, they were like they had that what the f look yeah you know, like looking that's, pissed that's, off that's, yeah that says it all what's gonna happen yeah yeah I could tell from that last promo the week before when he said let me do this and then I'll give you the first match I was like Scorps back to his uh easing back into a face. Yeah, I love he's it. He's a better, he's a better face, dude. Yes, yeah, exactly. Know. He looks great. He's got the skill set. He's, you know, he's yeah. in peak physical condition. He's a guy you want to hit your wagon to he's as a face. The on type AEW. of guy. He's the type of guy that would stop and have breakfast with you when he doesn't. Exactly. Have to. Yeah, he would. He would ask if <laughs> he, he could eat would. with you. He's the kind of guy that would ask if he could eat with you. You don't have to. You don't have to ask him. He's like Ezekiel. <laughs> he's like Ezekiel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no i think it's great get the um, meme out there yeah scorpio until some scandal like rocks him he's gonna be one of my favorite wrestlers just because he had breakfast with us yeah and hopefully i don't see that happening yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that spot that you mentioned too matt i'm sure ty conti's uh career flashed in front of her eyes uh, Cause if Sammy gets paralyzed or he like gets injured, like what is Ty Conti going to be doing in AEW? She basically put all of her eggs in one basket as being a home wrecker to Sammy, and it's not like, uh, okay, I'm nice again. Hey, Anna J, you want to team up again? Like, yeah, it's not on. like you can job out to Jade Cargill forever. Yeah, dude, yeah, that's a great point. Because if they just decided, okay, this isn't working, and they had her go back to exactly how she was before, fans won't forget. They'll boo the shit out of her. No, mm-hmm. absolutely, they would boo her out of the arena. So, um, yeah, I mean, if there aren't any other notes about this one um can i just talk about wheeler yuda please do please so i 
I think I missed the part. So he's from Philadelphia. I think Charlie covered that for us before. Yeah. And Dynamite was uh, in Philadelphia. And I was just so amazed to see the reception that he got and well-deserved. But, I mean, can you argue that this guy might be having the best 30 days in wrestling history? <laughs> I, he gets – he. He's right. He's gone from somebody that I, I mean, I don't know if I've said it on the show, but I've often thought I'd be like, out of all the best friends, I'm like, what is he doing there? Like, there's, I mean, he would always kind of job out a little bit. He wouldn't really do much. I mean, he wrestled fine matches. Um, but he went from zero to hero quicker than anybody in the reception that he got. He's basically riding the gravy chain with biscuit wheels in the Blackpool <laughs> Fight Club or whatever it's called. And he's with – it's basically the hockey playoffs started tonight. He pretty much went from the fourth line to the star line with two basically Hall of Fame dudes whose names will go down in wrestling forever. And then you got like a head coach like Lord Steven Regal at the helm. You're going to be wrestling bigger matches. That means more money. I mean this dude has just been slingshotted faster than anybody. You think it's well-deserved? Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah, he's a stud. He's um, mm-hmm. he's the he's a future star. Those guys, when they brought him in, you know, I think they brought him in. They didn't know where to put him, but he's been known on the indie circuits as a really good worker. You know, that's really? like just, okay. But he's got. I don't know if you guys keep up with uh, PWG. Bola just had their battle. I mean, PWG's had their Bola Battle of LA. It's a big. It's a big thing to win. Daniel Garcia won it. So he's nice. the next big, he's probably going to be the next big star in this business coming up. So that's a huge, huge one for him. I think he's like 24, you know? Yeah. He's and, not he, and, and the kicker is he's a sports entertainer, not a wrestler. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wheeler, this whole thing with Wheeler Yuta, Mike, to your point is it's almost kind of surreal. I mean, I can't think of the last time we saw someone who, was basically booked like an enhancement talent, legitimately become mm-hmm. one of the hottest up and coming, like lower mid card guys in any promotion. And he basically went from bottom of the undercard to right there in like I would I would argue the upper mid card. Um I, I think he Oh yeah himself is not quite on the level of, you know, some of the other guys in the Blackpool Combat Club yet. I mean, for obvious reasons. But the crowd is receiving him like he is, which is, you know, great. And the guy can work, like, just as well as a lot of other really, really good pro wrestlers in AEW. So I think as time goes on, I, I think I'd love to see Willer Yuta maybe become TNT champion. I think that's the first step. Oh, he'll get he'll get gold, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I think it's a tie between him and Hook, who have, like, really got bright futures. Yeah. Yeah, that well, just so fast. I don't. I don't know if Wheeler needs gold right now. I would. I would. Hopefully, they'll stop flip flopping those belts for a while. Oh, I think. Yeah. I think no, I, I, I would. If I was booking, I'd give Andrade it first because he deserves it. Well, and he needs it True. more. Yeah, exactly. He needs it more. Wheeler doesn't need it right now. He's with three of the top guys in the company, and I and I don't know if exactly. it's true. Or not. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that um, he's gonna go. He might go over to New Japan. For the best of the super juniors, which is the same weekend as um um what is it all out? I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard rumors that he might go over there. And that's that super junior tournament is gonna be insane this year. A lot of great wrestlers wow. are there. Yeah, and the good thing is like he can go over there and he doesn't have to 
do the two week um what they call it when you go for covid um oh, isolation you don't have to do any of yeah you don't have to do any of that anymore and it'd be good to, for him to go over there and work and maybe get to the finals and really enhance his um enhance his um exposure and stock. His, his name his stock yeah and then he could come back and, and wrestle let's say he doesn't win the best of the super juniors he gets close and loses he can win he can wrestle whoever wins the super junior tournament at um forbidden door i was just It'd about to fucking ask great yeah yeah i was just about to that ask show's about gonna the timing the chain, dude. yeah so it, it, would, it would fall probably right yeah so that show mm. is gonna be insane i think Charlie yeah, Scoops, you're on fire tonight, bro. Yeah, I've been you, on it, man. You guys have been hyped. on it. I've been on this wrestling stuff. Dude. I've been on it. <laughs> you're getting me hyped you've for seen, New Japan some wrestling. in general. I listen to a lot of shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting nice. hyped. I'm staying hyped. Yeah. Big speaking hyped. of, and off, the, and off the script, well, I'll throw this in here, too. I don't know who I'm serious. I know Steve does. Yeah. Uh, Brutus... Brutus the Barber Beefcake was on Busted Open today, and he was excellent. Really? Uh, yeah, really. Yeah, really. I know. That That's, is not what that, I would expect to hear. Yeah, he was great, dude. I'm going to listen to that. I don't know if he wasn't smoking in the morning because <laughs> him and uh, Valentine weren't around, but he was great, dude. He was really good, dude. He was That's really awesome. Good. Yeah. Last time I heard uh, Brutus was on Jericho and he was promoting a book or something like that. Oh, was he? So it sounds like he's still doing well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he sounded great, dude. He, he watches. Awesome. I guess he's got a, a grandson that's in the wrestling, so he's keeping track of nice. everything that's going on. And his grandson's really into it, so he's he's staying hip. Hey. He sounded great. Yeah, he did a great interview. Hey, that's some you good know. news. All right. Yeah, I know. I was really happy for him. Yeah, usually it's uh pretty depressing with these old timers that wrestled in the nineties and sometimes, late eighties and stuff. So sometimes like shows like that like bust it up and bring out the best because I remember a couple years ago uh, Valentine was on it and you know you, you get kind of used to Valentine being this like gruff curmudgeon that doesn't say a whole lot and they had that so dude laugh like they had that guy laughing and it like so and his laugh was so funny that like they used it as a soundbite for like years after where because he did this like <laughs> like he really got into it and yeah that's great when right. you see that side of guys you aren't expecting there, how's that for kayfabe? Ha ha ha! And Linda had to pay for it. <laughs> One of the best yep. cameos of all time for for a long time listeners, or maybe even our new newer ones. Go back through the archives, keep the kayfabe, find the cameo with Greg the Hammer Valentine. It, it'll make your day. <laughs> it's one of the best worst ones. Yes. Well, yeah, I think it's on our Instagram page at Keep the Kayfabe and Instagram and Facebook. So uh, scroll back a little bit and check that out. So. That was a really great AEW Dynamite. They keep putting on great shows week to week. But we got to talk a little business. WWE business. It's the fiscal year. And every year they put out a shareholder's uh, report that they send to everybody. It arrives in a nice envelope. It's in a beautiful book. Last year, uh, Charlotte was on the cover. Should we take a guess on who's on the cover this year? Don't show us, Matt. Anybody want to take a guess? None, is nobody, there a wrestler on the cover, Matt? For our listeners, nobody has seen the cover, and yes, there is a wrestler on the cover. Oh, Roman Reigns. No, Roman I think Reigns. I know who's yeah. on the cover. I think you should, yeah. Wait, so Charlie's guess was Roman Reigns. Steve? 
I feel like I can't rightly because I think, well, okay, I think I saw it, but maybe I didn't. So I'm going to say Becky Lynch. Okay. Mike? Uh, Brock? Ooh, all good guesses. Uh, the correct answer, despite Stephanie. the person that is pushed <laughs> by far the most, is Becky Lynch. Oh, wow. Well, she's, yeah. their big, she's supposed to be like one of their biggest, she is like their biggest star. She's se. the man. She's a is. good pick. Well, that's how they uh, they elevate their women is on the stockholder reports, not so much on TV <laughs> or in the ring. It's like, what are you talking about? Lack of diversity. We, she's on the goddamn cover of the shareholder. Well, report. And, and you know, Becky's credible, and say, you know, she's one of the three women that WWE give a shit about, and she uh, says that uh, AEW's roster isn't as good. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unbu- yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, last year we uh, we learned a lot of things about the WWE, and uh, Matt got some share. Uh, like, is it a share uh, as a gift, and you yes. continue to have it, and and don't sell it because I love hearing uh, this report from year to year and how they did. So, Matt, why don't you take it away and uh, talk us up and take us under the learning tree of WWE? Yes, thanks, Mike. So as you mentioned, I do in fact own one share of WWE stock. And with that, I get this amazing printed brochure and report, which definitely costs WWE more money than I provide them through my ownership. So if I'm going to slowly drain that company of all these billions of dollars they have, I think I'm on the right track. But anyway, um, that's that's probably why they had to cut some wrestlers actually is to pay for all these brochures that they sent out and the postage yeah i want to give a shout out to dexter loomis i'm pretty sure uh he was released due to my uh lack of activity as an owner so apologies for that but um every year vince mcmahon sends out a, a letter sort of a cover letter with this it's pretty boilerplate for the most part and it's very long like this whole cover document is maybe 30 pages long we're not gonna read the whole thing but i'll give you guys some highlights and we can chat about it a little bit so we always talk on this show about layoffs in wwe and you know we just saw some recent ones with nxt this week um one of the things in this document that's pointed out in fact the first bullet point of 2021 highlights revenue for wwe increased 12 percent last year to 1.095 billion which is the highest in the company's history for the eighth year in a row unreal um yeah yeah i mean what do you say to that right uh another fun fact uh operating income increased 24 percent to 259 million basically i think that comes from a combination of getting rid of people and also going back to doing live events they're making more money because of those as well um WWE mm-hmm. Network launched on Peacock for those of us in the U.S. Yeah, we know. We wish we still had the network, but hey, at least we have something, right? Um, we got Yellowstone w- now <laughs> on Peacock. <laughs> right. Uh, and WWE was so kind, they returned $202 million in capital to shareholders. Um, wow. Now, keep in mind, though, who are the biggest shareholders? Probably Vince, Triple H, guys like that. So... Yeah, if you own stock in the company, you're getting some dividends, but you got to own a lot of stock to get that kind of money. Um, I will share with the world that as a stockholder, I've consistently gotten the same dividend for the last several years. It's 12 cents. You got 12 cents. Wow. I get a, I get a check for 12 cents every three months from WWE. Nice. Yeah. What yeah, you, that's great. What do you spend it on? Um, Probably the fee that it takes to deposit it to my checking account. 
Or if you save them up, you can go to the dollar menu at McDonald's or something. Exactly. Yeah. Someday. Yeah, maybe in two years I'll get a like a quarter pounder or something. I'll treat myself. Um, so yeah, those are the, those McNugget. are some of the big highlights. Now I do want to mention one thing that's really cool about this letter is since it's a publicly traded company, they have information about compensation or salary in here. Hmm. And one fun thing I noticed is over the last three years. Some of the board members. So we have uh, Vince, Nick Khan, Triple H, Stephanie, Frank Riddick III, who is their chief uh, financial and administrative officer. Uh, their salaries have all remained steady, except for Vince McMahon. In 2019, 2020, 2021, Vince's base salary was $1.4 million a year. Now, keep in mind, that's not a ton of money. Oh, yeah. Given oh, but his bonuses and everything else is insane. Well, and we'll get to that. So this year, this year, Vince's base salary went from 1.4 million to 2 million. So base salary almost nice little increase. Nice little increase. Um, cost of living. There's a lot of emphasis in this document on how they want to incentivize the executives to do more for the company, and to do that, they made more incentives. Um, so I cannot find the number at the moment, but. There was something in here. So Nick Khan, uh, in his first year, received a signing bonus and exceeded the incentive plan that was in place significantly to the point where he made three times what Vince McMahon made. In I want to say it was 2020, 2021. So all these sudden layoffs that started happening because of Nick Khan, he, he's getting paid for them. And it's, it's right here. It's no secret. Wow. So those are some of the highlights. I mean, there's obviously a ton of other stuff in here, too. Um, One fun thing I did not realize is there's another Disney Plus service internationally that WWE has partnered with as a way to stream their content. Really interesting. I did not know that. I think I saw something about that. Didn't you share that? One of us did. Uh, Is it in India or... Some um, other country, right? Yeah, actually, I think you might be right. I think last year when we talked about the same thing, that was where they were looking at expanding their viewership, um, and they've definitely done mm. that. So they're continuing to make efforts there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like I said, there's so much in this document. For those of our listeners out there, if you are shareholders, you know, seek out a copy of this. Um, and if you aren't a shareholder, find a friend who is and try and get a copy of it because there's so much interesting information in here. Things like I said that you would never know WWE is into until you see this. Mm-hmm. Are you going to put it in your bathroom? So when you have guests over, they have a nice little bathroom reading. <laughs> yeah. I might, nice. keep it, I might keep that. it on the nightstand as a way to help fall asleep, but yeah, it's a good idea regardless. He doesn't want people thinking that he's got that in the bathroom with Becky Lynch on the cover for, you know, exactly. other, other yeah. inspiration. Yeah. Kind of where my mind went, not that the nightstand's much better, but you, you get the idea. Yeah. We're all out of toilet paper and lotion again, Matt. What the fuck's going on here? Blame it on the man. Matt, you're killing it in there. You've been in there for half an hour every time you go. No, that's good shit. Are you sweating? <laughs> no, it's not a shower. Why is your hand so greasy? <laughs> They're so soft. No, Matt, I'm not going to order any. I'm not ordering another thing of coconut oil for this house. <laughs> what are you using it for? No one skins that dry. I'm, That's I'm what the 12 cents is for. 
All right, enough about Matt tugging on his horn. We got a uh, promo of the week coming here. We got yeah, we got a good one here from a, a a guy I used to go to high school with, who's a new fan of the show. This is awesome. It's great to hear from him. This one's from Nicholas Hunter. He's from Oakland, California. He says, "I haven't paid attention to pro wrestling for the last ten years." But a friend of mine told me about your podcast, and now I'm back. Just when I thought I was out, Keep the Kayfabe pulled me back in. That's awesome, Nick. And, uh, you know, it's our pleasure. It's always good to get people back into wrestling. I know you hit WrestleMania pretty regularly. And, you know, WWE, as we know, content-wise have gone down the tubes. But thanks for listening, Nick. So what he did, he submitted one from Cowboy Bob Orton. Um... <laughs> I don't know what year it's from. It looks kind of old. Uh, I think we got Jimmy Hart in here too, but you know what? I didn't get a chance to look at this before, so we're going to listen to it live. So probably, here we go probably, with probably about eight, I bet like 86 maybe. Something like that. Looks the, the footage looks a little grainy, so at least around 86, 84, something like that. So without further ado, let's head over and listen to Cowboy Bob Orton. Baltimore, the arena, Saturday night, November the 29th. Pedro Morales against a man from the jungles of Samoa Sika. The rebel Dick Slater against the natural Butch Reed, managed by the doctor of style slick. The Rougeau brother, Jacques and Raymond, against Brett the Hitman, Jim the Anvil, the Heart Foundation. The Birdman, Coco Beware, with Frankie at ringside against Jake. The Snake Roberts with Damien. The Intercontinental title on the line. The Macho Man Randy Savage, accompanied by Elizabeth, against Hercules. And then Cowboy Bob Orton and Rowdy Roddy Piper. To settle it perhaps once and for all, the Burrow match, of course, Bob Orton under the guidance of the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. And Jimmy Hart, in addition to the Burrow match, the Hart Foundation against the Rougeau. That's right. It's going to be a big night, but especially for you, Piper. You know what? You know what? You know what he's promised me? He promised me that after he beats Piper in that Burrow match, he's going to tie his hands up. He's going to tie his feet up where he can't move, and he's going to give me five minutes with him. And I'm going to do everything to you I can, Piper. I That's promise you that. Fair. Now earlier, Cowboy Bob Morton, Roddy Roddy Piper was out hey, here. Nothing's fair. And took exception to your statements that you are indeed the master of the Burrow match. Roddy Piper's so wrapped up in his own ego, so wrapped up in his own self, that he doesn't see what's happening, man. He doesn't understand what's going on around him. I'm going to wake you up, Piper, teach you a little lesson here, show you just exactly that you shouldn't step across the line, see? You shouldn't step across the rope, so to speak, when you're stepping in there with a man that wants to put it around your neck and watch your eyes pop out of your head. Didn't that film show you anything you saw last week, man? Didn't you understand that I ain't playing games anymore? I'm dead serious about this, Piper. Dead serious, do you understand? You think I don't know anything about a bull rope match? Well, bull rope to you, boy. <laughs> One week away, Baltimore Arena, Saturday night, November 29th. Don't miss it. Well, there it is. He doesn't have as much charisma as his... No, his son doesn't have as much charisma as his old man. Yeah, you got that but, right. Uh, that was a good one. Ace. Ace. Was... Ace was great. I love Ace. Yeah. You know, can I... I, I'm sure I've told this story on air before, but I'm going to tell it one more time because I like to repeat myself. But uh, I'll never forget. It was in maybe in the late 80s, early 90s. I went to a WCW show at the uh, Mecca here or the former Mecca here in Milwaukee. And it was weird. It was a weird night. It was a house show. 
And I think um, most of the fans that went were more WWE fans because they just sat on their hands. They didn't really react to anybody they saw. But then Cowboy Bob Orton Mm -hmm. came out in an enhancement match against some jobber. And the crowd just lit up cheering for him. And he was a heel. And like, because they knew him. (laughs) And I think they knew him from WWE. And it was just funny to see him because he was trying to play the, you know, the angry heel, but the crowd was so into it. He started playing up to the crowd and it was just like my buddy and I just thought it was hilarious that cowboy Bob had his moment as like a total baby face because the crowd didn't know anybody else. Oh yeah. It's always amazing when heels have to suddenly work baby face, kind of like Scorpio sky. Yeah. Yeah unforgettable moments that's for sure that's the beauty of wrestling stuff like that will last forever just like our podcast keep the kayfabe forever very very uh thank you so much nick for um sending us that promo of the week and if you found a great promo and you want us to play it on the show write us a note at keep the kayfabe 414 at gmail.com hit us up on instagram or facebook at keep the kayfabe and um lots of good content on there so shoot us a note let us know what you love about the show and what you want us to cover but before we go uh i just want to say you know how happy i am to be a dad and i just can't wait to uh right when i get off the call with my boys here go back upstairs and hold my new son gino and tell him these three things stay humble stay hungry and stay hard Triple H! Thank God he's a thank God he's a boy.